Welcome back to another episode of TNT with Tate and Timmy. We have our first ever special guest on the podcast with us today, arguably the best Middletown slash your sinus basketball player ever, Mr. Buckets, Ryan Hughes. Ryan Hughes is the son of Chris Hughes and Leslie Hughes. He's a 2018 graduate from Middletown Area High School, where he scored a total of 1,847 career points, which is the second highest. And one notable fact after all of his All-Stars, he was a second-team All-Mid-Pen as a freshman in high school. He averaged nine points his freshman year after making 18 starts. He averaged 18 points his sophomore year, his senior-slash-COVID year, and then his fifth year, while also scoring his 1,000th career point on January 27th against Franklin and Marshall College. His career high is 35 points, which he got against Haverford on February 2nd, 2022. He ended your sinus college with 1,648 career points. Welcome, Ryan Hughes. Thank you guys for having me. <laughs> All right. So the first question that we have for you is uh, why your sinus college? Why, why did you pick that? Uh, I was uh, picked for sinus um, just because, like, the whole family aspect, uh, you know, just me with guys. Um, that one actually became my coach later on in my career. Um, had lunch with him, sat down, just had a good conversation uh, about the school, about the team, about the culture, everything. And I just really, really enjoyed it right away. Um, I clicked with all the guys I met. Um, and it's a funny story. Uh, it was actually the only visit I went on that was uh, sunny. So <laughs> it felt like it was like a, a calling to go there. Um, and I really being around the team. Uh, the coaches were great. Um, the guys I met, uh, two coaches I had went before they left were made sure I, I worked every day, um, extra workouts, everything like that. Um, and it was just the, I just felt it from the start as soon as I stepped on campus. Well, obviously, you know, a good decision after the career that you had over there. So our next question is, what is your most memorable, memorable moment from your high school and your college career? Like pick one from each. Um, my most memorable I would say highlight from uh, high school would be we were in the district semifinals against uh, Burke's Catholic my junior year. And I hit a buzzer beater to send us to the Giants Center to play in the district championship. Mm. And then for for college, um, I would say we were, I think my sophomore year, we were 12 and we finished 12 and 13, but. Uh, we beat Swarthmore, who's the number one ranked team in the country, uh, undefeated at the time. Beat them at at their place, um, and just like the whole whole vibe of the whole gym was just nuts. They had a lot of students there. Gym was packed, even though we weren't as good as we hoped to be. Um, and we ended up beating them after they were, I think, they were around like nineteen and 18 and something like that. And that was just probably my most memorable. Memorable game. I mean, it was just a fun, fun place to play. Um, I remember the locker room after everybody going crazy, throwing waters on each other and everything. So it was just a whole, whole good time. Yeah, that's great. So for a lot of you guys that don't know about the the game winner, you guys were going to Berkeley Catholic, right? Uh, were you guys at Spring Grove? Uh, we were at Garden Spot. Garden Spot. Junior year for him. You guys were down by one, right? One or two. Yeah, down by one. Yeah. And just game winner, send you guys to the district championship into the big old Giant Center. Um, so then I guess the next question that we can go to, 
I mean, this could be a hard one. What was the toughest basketball game that you ever played in? Uh, the toughest game I ever played was actually this year. Uh, we played at Swarthmore again. Um, we ended up losing by one point, I believe. Um, and they were top ten ranked team all year. Um, we it was just a physical game, low scoring. I ended up in the sixties. Um, especially for us, our two teams were both averaging over seventy five points a game. So coming in, just hard nosed battle, just literally just a full out brawl on the floor, just like physical game. Uh, I was exhausting after the game. I think I aced my legs for a good two hours afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, I mean, that was probably one of the toughest games, um, even though we, you know, we lost, but it was still like, it was good for us to see we can compete at a high level. Um, mm-hmm. and I just think that game was just, it's kind of, it was a turning point in our season. Cause we started going on a little, a little losing streak, but then we realized we're, you know, we're better than we're playing right now and kind of just kept, kept going up from there. So next question um, if you can remember, who's the best basketball player that you've ever teamed up with or played against? Um, one of the best basketball players I, I've teamed up with. Um, I played with a lot of good players. Uh, Donye, uh, Baylor Carroll, who went to Milton Hershey. Uh, we played AU together. Um, I had a kid on my team in college who set their all-time record in the conference for threes made in his career. Um, but I would say the hardest guy I've ever played was probably his kid. He went to uh, Johns Hopkins. Uh, his name's Connor Delaney. He uh, he's not like the flashiest player. He just does shit right, and you know he just does the everything like fundamentally sound. Um, just plays at his own pace, kind of like Luca does. Like he just like does his own thing, and just like he's probably five nine, five ten on a good day. Um, and he's just like, he killed us every time we played him. Remember, yeah. it was our senior day, and we played Hopkins, and he had like 39. <laughs> he was just killing us. <laughs> so, who who did you, who could you, I mean, I know you said Luca, so is he kind of like an in and out scorer? I mean, listening to you talk about him kind of sounds like Jalen Brunson a little bit. Yeah, I mean, he was, he was kind of like that, but like, what I meant by like saying like he plays like Luca, he like, he just, like, plays at his own pace. Like, he'll come off a pick and roll and, like, get you behind him. And then, mm-hmm. like, you, there's no shot you get back in front of him. Yeah. Like, he's just – he just controls the whole game. Like, he'll he'll drive and then, like, not even shoot it, just dribble around until he finds an open teammate. <laughs> like, I'm just, like, chasing this guy around the whole time. Like, holy hell. Like, just, just like, either shoot or pass the ball. Like, I can't keep running around. <laughs> um, but, but he's yeah, he's a, he's a dog for sure. <laughs> So hopefully there's there's some kids that are listening to this. Um, I know a lot of kids look up to you, um, so maybe this can help them. Like, what do you believe is the key to success in basketball? Because we've seen you excel at different levels. Um, I know we're our families are pretty close, so I've seen you in Olmstead, travel ball, and then high school and now college, and you succeeded in every level. So what would you say is the key to that? Uh, just staying persistent. Um, you know, if you want to be, you know, a great player. You just got to stay persistent, work out, get shots up every day, do different, like, the fundamentals every day. Because, you know, everybody thinks, like, oh, if you make the flashy play, you know, I can go, like, Division One. But, like, those guys look for fundamental players that just do the right things at the right times, that will play defense, stuff like that. Um, so just, like, stay persistent, 
always keep working. Like, even if you, you don't start out the best, like, nobody starts out looking like LeBron James or Michael Jordan. So, like, you kind of, they obviously worked at it every day. So I would just say, like, just stay persistent. Uh, don't give up on yourself. Um, always believe in yourself, too. Um, you know, if you think you, you got what it takes, then just believe in yourself. Think you can do it and just keep working at it. Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah, so, um, you know, you've had a lot of successes in your basketball career, you know, but what are the biggest challenges that you've faced? Uh, biggest, biggest challenges, uh, I would say probably just trying to stay healthy throughout like a college season. Uh, it's a big jump from high school to college. Um, like your season's probably two, three months longer. Um, intensity is a lot higher in practices, games, everything. Um, there's really like high, some high school practices we had would last 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I mean, I know we were good. So, you know, like trying to give our bodies a break, but like in college, like there are no breaks. Um, so just make sure you take care of your body um, every day, whether it's icing, stretching, lift, getting extra lifts in, stuff like that to help your body stay healthy throughout that whole probably starts probably, probably six month season almost four or five, five, I don't know, something like that. Um, but it's, it's a long season. Uh, you're, you're sitting over winter break by yourselves, just you and your team. So you guys got to stay on each other about just keep each other healthy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I can, I can only imagine just, just the basketball teams that are on winter breaks. It's a dead campus. <laughs> um, so I guess this can take us into our next question. Uh, this is kind of like, what was your like, oh shit moment? Like, I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be maybe the schedule that like, once you got into college ball, that was different from like high school ball. Um, I would say it was even before that, just like runs in the, in the summer. And we have like, we held like a kid's camp and we would stay there for a week and just play pickup. And just the speed of the game really just was like 10 times faster, even though like it, like it's division three, but uh, a lot of, a lot of people don't realize how many good basketball players are in division three. Yeah. Um, and I think like just the speed of the game, it was just like, holy hell, like you gotta, I gotta keep working. Like I, these guys are way better than me right now so like coming home i would just like you know text my trainer and be like hey like two sessions a week from now on um and just do what i had to do to make sure i was up to par when i first got there like when i didn't want to step on campus and then start playing pickup in the fall and i'm still the same spot i was in the middle of the summer um so that's that just goes for every every single year like guys are in the summer getting better um so if you're not then you're not gonna you're not going to succeed because everybody else is working. Um, and I just think that's, that's the thing. Summer times are really big for all athletes. I mean, it's, it's a whole, what, four or five, four months. You're just at home by yourself, getting working, doing what you got to do uh, to make sure you get on the field, court, whatever it may be. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess like that's what a lot of people, they don't realize. Like I know division three, I know, I know everyone wants to go to that division one, but, those division three, there's some there's some real deal hoopers that play in in any conference. I mean, you look at the ODAC, the MAC, the Centennial Division. I mean, it's it, there's some guys that can play basketball. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we played we played Randolph Macon, who's probably been one of the powerhouses in Division three. My my sophomore year is my it was our first game of the season, and they were just like, you would just look at some of those guys, and I think the one kid ended up playing. I think he plays in Germany, or he did play in Germany when he left college last year. And dude was like a four-time All-American. Like, he got it as a freshman, sophomore, everything. And he was he was a dog. And I was like, he could 
easily start somewhere at Division One. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ryan, who is your favorite basketball player ever? My favorite basketball player ever? Yeah. Um, I would say John Wall. Mm. Um, I watched his high school mixtape when I was, like, in, like, early middle school. And that's when I actually – so I'm a Kentucky fan, and that's where I, like – I was never a Kentucky fan before that. Like, I didn't barely watch college basketball. But, like, I watched his high school highlight, and I was like, hey, like wherever this dude goes, like, I'm a fan of. <laughs> and, like, it sucks. His NBA career, like, it started off real good, and then he kept battling injuries and just kind of fell off. But he was a dog. So, I'm just going to – we can wrap it up with these last two questions. Uh, the first one was, is, who's your GOAT if you had to pick – Who's your top guy, greatest of all time? It's got to be LeBron. <laughs> That's what I like, like to hear. Yeah. Like, it, it, like, all the old heads will say Jordan. I was arguing with my AAU parents and that coach your team, and I was arguing with their parents about it. And I was like, I mean, I get it because, like, that's who they grew up watching. So yeah. it's like you'll never get, like, a true answer, like, who the GOAT is because people that, like – grew up in the 60s may say like Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain are (laughs) just because that's who like they grew up watching so it's Mm -hmm. like it's all that's why like when I talk about like goat conversations I try to like break it down by like centuries because like there's Jordan was the 90s like LeBron was from like 2000 to damn near still (laughs) and like there's different guys every time like Magic and Larry Bird like it's just hard to say like who's the greatest of all time because the game just keeps changing constantly yeah, and it's just it's just like a whole. I, that's why I I try to stay out of them. But like when when a parent really gets me started, oh, I start breaking, <laughs> I start breaking out stats about LeBron. Yeah, yeah. So so I mean, other than Kobe, who would you say? Because you know Kobe's in the two thousands. I guess you could say. Oh, that's what people say. So who would you go after, Kobe? Who would be your Who would be your other guy for like the two thousands? Two thousands. I mean, you could throw AI in there because early two thousands. Yeah. I mean, he played in the nineties a little bit. You could say Shaq. But Jeff and Shaq kind of got a little heavier, mm. kind of fell off a little bit. Uh, I mean, it, there's a bunch of dudes like Tim Duncan. He was killing it, even though everybody hates his game because he's literally the most fundamental basketball player <laughs> ever. Doesn't do anything flashy. Uh, but there's a bunch of dudes that are just like, just killers. Like, yeah. just, like, they're on a different level. Like, that's why you look at Kobe, Braun, Jordan, like those guys. They're just like, game on the line. You want the ball in their hands. Yeah. So for for those of you that don't know, Ryan just had a was it was like an overseas kind of pickup games, right? The, there's some scouts that I were watching. Yeah. So like ha, I I heard you did pretty good. So like what does your future look like with basketball and life, et cetera? What can we see from you? Um, so right now, uh I actually just signed a contract with my agent last night. Um and he said like right now I have interest in a a lot of second leagues and a lot of countries. Um, so, I mean, it all just – it's kind of a waiting game right now. Um, usually the market picks up in, like, July. So, I just kind of have to sit, wait, work out, stay in shape because if I don't stay in shape, there's a – they call it a two-day trial period. You go over a week before the season. You got two days to, to practice, and then your third day is your first preseason game. Um, and if you and if you're out of shape and everything, they just cut you and send you home right away. So it's a yeah. <laughs> you just got to make sure I'm on top of my stuff. Uh, so I mean, I don't really know what the future holds. Um, if that doesn't work out, maybe end up trying to get into college coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now, I'm just kind of focused on 
you know, just working on myself. Um, camp was a great experience. Played a bunch of guys from a different, bunch of different levels. Met a bunch of cool guys uh, that were my teammates. My actually, One of my teammates was ranked uh, number one in the uh, at the camp. Uh, so he was he was he was he was a cool dude though. You know what I mean? He's down to earth, not a not a cocky guy. Uh, my whole team was, which was surprising. Going like a camp like that, like something like hoop group where everybody just goes for themselves. Yeah, um, but it was it was it was a good experience for sure. I mean, it was it was fun. Got to play against high level talent. So, so what we just witnessed was kind of. Um... Some breaking news uh, on the TNT podcast that uh, you just signed the contract with. Yeah, so I think we're gonna have to put that on the headline. Congratulations on that. Um, yeah, thank you. And then I guess just one other question before we leave, because hopefully there's some young college, uh, hopefully there's some young basketball players that are listening. What do coaches look? Because you know, guys are always trying to get recruited to go to that next level. Uh, like you said, people think making that flashy pass is gonna get them to the next level, but it's not. So. What can young players look to and try to get better as to get looked at by some coaches? Uh, one thing uh, is just making the right play. Um, doesn't have to be a flashy play. You don't throw like a behind the back pass or an alley oop or anything. Just just make the right pass, make the right play, take the right shots. Um, and another thing that we we stressed that because I kind of helped out with recruiting for Sinus, like just talking to guys. Um, I went to some games, like scrimmages, stuff like that. Um, and if a college coach sees you, like, you miss a shot or have a turnover and you, like, just pout, they'll cross you off the list and go to the next guy because college coaches hate that. They want to see a guy that's like, all right, he turns the ball over, but how does he handle himself when, like, you know, he's having a bad game? Like, is he still a good teammate or is he on the bench, like, pouting, whatever? Um, so just, like, make sure, like, college coaches look at that stuff, whether you think they do or not. Um, you know, they're always watching. They're always just observing how you act, how you act even off the court when you're just talking to them. Like, make sure you make eye contact, stuff like that, like little things. So just making sure you're an all-around person, not just a, just a basketball player. And, you know, they're looking for, you know, guy that's going to – they don't have to worry about going there and doing, you know, drugs and drinking all the time, stuff like that because yep. it's college. Like, that stuff's all around you. So they're looking for the right kind of guys that know, like, all right, he's going to come in here, he's going to work hard, classroom, on the court, whatever. Um, so just make sure you have all that stuff in check. You know, make sure you have the grades. Make sure you're you're just doing the little things to to improve yourself as a person too. Yes, that was good. I mean, the last two that I'll go with. Who's your college basketball pick? I know it's far away. It gets <laughs> crazy, but who who do you think can win it all this year? Man, Kentucky's winning, man. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I may be a fan. We got three five stars in in the top twenty. Like, like, it happens. It happens every year. But that's what I think. Obviously, I gotta go with my team. I'm not gonna say somebody else. Yeah. So then we just seen the Bradley Beal move. What do you? What, do you think that gives the Suns enough? Or I mean, they're, no. they're depleted. Uh-uh. I don't think so. That they, they just have too many ball dominant people. Because you know, yeah. E-Book wants the ball. Bradley Beal wants the ball. KD wants the ball. Like you gotta have guys that are willing. Like <laughs> I know CP3 gets hurt all the time and he's old, but like. A guy like that, he don't care if he drops twenty. He could have twenty assists and be perfectly fine with how he played. Yep. And I, they need people like that, not just more scores and scores. Like you can score all you want, but like Bradley Beal don't play no defense. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he still doesn't play defense. Yeah. And I, I still don't think they can beat the, the Nuggets. Are good, man. Yeah, good. Just, and you know, I want the Sixers to win, man, but I just don't see it happening. 
especially with that Zion Williamson rumors. Uh, if if they get Zion Williamson in a trade, uh, who is going to be some rough days in Philly? So hopefully it doesn't happen. Yeah. But if we, get, you, if we get Zion, it's going to be bad. It's going to be like Ben Simmons 2.0 because he can't <laughs> shoot either. Yeah. And he can't stay healthy either. But, man, thank you for coming on here, speaking with us. Uh, hopefully some young guys are learning, uh, listen to what you had to say. And mm-hmm. just thank you for coming on here and sh- uh, sharing us your knowledge and your crazy great career that you had. And just good luck in the future. Yeah, thank you, Ryan. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. It was fun. Of course.